son. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in, Miller and Condon, on a Monday, KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460, and 106.3 on the FM dial. Return to local programming here for the next couple of hours, and we appreciate you spending some of your morning here with Trent Condon and myself as we take you up until noon. BMW of Des Moines, guest list looks like this here this morning, Uh, 10.30 or thereabouts, as we may push Carrie Miller back a little bit, um, depending on, well, well, we'll get to that. Uh, well, the, Carrie Miller, our only guest in the first hour of the program, Bleacher Report, college basketball conversation with Carrie Miller, no relation, uh, coming up here in the first hour of the program. Hour number two, Dave Sproul from KASI will join us. We will. Uh, preview, recap the, uh, I guess the regular season, uh, get into the Big 12 tournament, uh, with Dave Sproul at 11.05 and then Scott Dockerman, who was at Carver Hawkeye yesterday, uh, to witness the, uh, the Hawks, uh, beating Wisconsin and, uh, of course the announcement that came afterwards that Luca Garza, no one will wear 55 again. It was a no-brainer, uh, but it uh, happened yesterday. Um, and they will wait until fans are back in the building next year before they actually have the ceremony, and he'll come back, and everybody um, will be able to witness 55 being uh, lifted into the rafters where it should be. It's a wonderful week of college basketball. For my money, my favorite week of college basketball season. Yes, I get the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament's fun, but there's something about this week um, with all the conference tournaments and all of the games. Is it your favorite? I think so. Yeah. Just because of the sheer volume and you still get to see teams, everybody seemingly still has a chance this week. Mm-hmm. And at the major conference level, all the conference tournaments going on from just random up. How about Duke playing what <laughs> they're going to be playing in the 10-15 matchup in I'm the ACC? I'm not sure they deserve a bid. Right. I, you just have all these crazy things that come together. It is wall-to-wall and That's the great. length of it. It, it starts... Bright and early, and it yeah. goes late into the evening. It's a lot of fun, and there's just something so fun about seeing those teams getting to the NCAA tournament, winning uh-huh. these two nights. I loved back in the day, and yes, youngsters, back in the day, the MVC bid was not given out on CBS at three o'clock in the afternoon. No, they used to play on Monday. That's yeah, when the championship that. game was yep. for a number of years. I think you and I went. Uh, I remember watching it at spring training. Uh, is in Tampa, so must have been covering the Yankees. And they put it on a little tiny bar because the Tampa Bay Lightning were playing it. Okay. And, and it was packed. Except they found one little, by the bathroom, a tiny little screen on a Monday night. To, it must have been the Panthers. Yeah, Greg McDermott yeah, probably beat Wichita, I think, was the first title that he got. And uh, uh, So circa 2003? Four? Three? Yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. So that would have been it. Anyways, uh, 10-20. I want to I talk about what happened in the Valley, obviously, is a big talker still, I think, uh, what we saw yesterday in Joe Wieskamp. And then I have a name that I've not seen anywhere as far as who should take Steve Prohm's place at Iowa State. I forced myself, and it was tough, to read 20 pages oh, of place your bets on the next head coach at CycloneFanatic.com. So if you're a Cyclone fan, 
And you know, I, I hope they're listening to this in the Cyclone Fanatic offices. Mm-hmm. I hope they're listening to this in the athletic department at Iowa State because this name that I'm going to put out there checks every single box and no one is talking about him. Really? And there's no buyout. Zero, none, nada. And we'll get into it about 1025. I want to see who's the first one to figure it out. All right. All right. I think you'll get it at some point and don't blurt it out because I want to. Okay. Uh, give me the thumbs up when you got it. So okay. we'll do that. It, it, it's again. It, this is so easy that I'm shocked that it's John Beeline, it's Dana Altman, it's TJ Otzelberger, it's Nico Medved. We're going to keep Prome. Feel sorry for He's got a $5 million soft landing. <laughs> He'll be okay. He'll be just fine. So let's get into Joe Wieskamp. Will he be just fine? Trent, I'm listening between the lines. Um, they're in no rush to, to play him in Indianapolis mm-hmm. this week. Now, Indianapolis the following week's a whole different story, right? Um, and I think they're doing the right thing. Can they get a one seed if they cut down the nets on Sunday? No. I don't think so either. We've seen it so many times. The Big Ten championship game does not matter. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Unless there was a year that Illinois, I think, was an 11 seed and went all the way in. Their only way to get in was, of course, to win it. And they put in two contingency brackets. You know, and that's the other thing we've heard about is that, oh, you know, for that championship game in the Big Ten, they have two brackets ready to go. Right. Well, we see that's never the case. Right. We see that that game does not matter. Mm-hmm. And because of that, no. Iowa cannot get to a one seed. And I don't think they can fall off the two line. They've got too many quad one wins. Even if, say, Penn State would upset or Nebraska. Well, How it's going to be Wisconsin, don't well, you? Well, I see your scenario. Yes. Your scenario is they pick off Wisconsin. They do. And let's say it's Nebraska. who's not very good. But they're playing better. They are, well, except but still. when they played Iowa. Yeah. It's still going to be a quad three loss. Mm-hmm. And that's your last loss. Then maybe they would drop mm-hmm. in that scenario. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah. Even I think a Penn State loss, a Penn State would be the one to upset Wisconsin. I don't think it would matter. A Nebraska, if you lose to Nebraska, then, but again, the likelihood of Nebraska beating Penn State, I, then beating Wisconsin, yeah. then beating Iowa in three consecutive I days. I think so, Trent. There's Maybe a percent that's your chance? scenario. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you're looking for the uh, um, the one that's out there, I guess that would be at the likelihood of that happening. Not very likely. So I want to start, start with uh, with Coach Guard after the game. And I get why he's coming to Davison's defense, although he's indefensible. He is. He, he truly is. And if that We've wasn't been talking about hole, for years, what a punk that guy is. He's, just, he's yeah. a dirty basketball yep. player. And for starters, Keegan Murray never committed a foul. He did not. That was not a foul. Mm-hmm. And Davison's clearly hooked his arm. Yep. He's tugging him along with him. And I know why it took so long. And there were too many reviews, but I could you could understand that one's going to take a while because. A, they called the foul on the wrong guy, and B, they were trying to make amends for that, and they went to the double foul, but they got it right. Davidson is a dirty player, and I think the guards looking ahead to a matchup mm-hmm. again with Iowa on Friday night at eight thirty. Right, and look at is his reputation now preceding Davidson? Maybe, but it's not like it's not warranted. He is a dirty basketball player has been since he got to wisconsin would you want him on your team yeah probably probably would yeah he's an easy guy to root for. absolutely but he's also an easy guy to be public enemy number one and he's that to hawkeye fans and some media in the market too by the way i mean adam woodbury yes you defended him absolutely did i didn't think the pokes in the eye were intentional but we see it from that vantage point Mm -hmm. way back in the day jake jakes yeah dirty yeah 
Lake Davidson yep. did every little thing necessary in order to get an edge. Yep. They're those kind of players. Mm-hmm. He, without those things, would he be a Big Ten basketball player? Trent, I, it makes him. It, it, it's part of who he is, is. I think. Um, and he's a good player, but he's a dirty SOP. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's one of those guys, he's like an Indomitian Sioux. He plays to the echo of the whistle, right? That's the kind of guy he is. He's going to take liberties. And, again, he's playing the right winter sport because he wouldn't have survived playing the other one. He just would not have. He would have had those gloves dropped time after time after time on this kid because it's just that's the kind of player he is. But, again, if he's on your team, you <laughs> like him. So what we saw yesterday um, – Keegan Murray Trent is going to. We and I know this sounds like a broken record. Uh, yeah. This kid's going to be a star. Seemingly every just, time we come in to talk, it's Iowa just basketball. incredible. Yeah, they have got something there in this kid, and I can't wait to watch his career unfold. I'm not sure how long it's going to unfold at the University of Iowa because he's got all the traits of an NBA. I'm not saying he's going this year by any means, mm-hmm. right? But um, this is a kid who's going to have a chance to play at the next level. So much fun to watch. Good to see Bohannon getting it going late. He really struggled early in the game. Wanted to see him in his final game at Carver um, uh, walk off the floor knowing that he made some critical plays, and he clearly did. I'll tell you, Murray's best play in the game was not one of his, when he had 13 points. Mm-hmm. It was that missed free throw. Oh, yeah. That rebound on the missed free throw was, and getting the timeout. Knowing that he was about to fall out of bounds. Oh, guess guess who was bumping him out of bounds? I wonder, Trent. Mm. Let me think. Yeah, big shock. Brad Davison mm-hmm. was the guy that was doing that on that one. How about after Luca missed the three? They're down four. He gets the offensive Great rebound, kicks it one. out. There's Bohannon that yep. gets the three free throws. Now, the Trice that one. Was, that was a bad call. In real time, you could see it, though. It's what it slowed down yeah. that it didn't look. Because he also, he was on his hip, and he had his arm as he was going up. But when you slow it down like that, it doesn't look long. Yep. In real time, absolutely that looked like a foul. Yep. That's the difference, though. I You're know. calling it in real time. I know. It looked like a pretty easy call. You slow it down, it did look a lot different. I uh, no, it's not Chris Collins. I'm getting a lot of text messages. Oh, yeah? And look, no one's going to get this. And it's when I put this name out, please, if you have connected to the Iowa State Athletic Department, let them know. I'm going to do them a favor. You don't need to hire a search firm. Oh, wow. This coach... Is available. There's zero buyout. This is Miller, Miller Consultants. I don't even want any money. I don't even want any credit. <laughs> okay. I want Iowa State to be good again because it's better for business here. It when is. I was, it was awful covering this team and trying to talk about this team. How many? Uh, Look how good Iowa State football was this past year. Mm-hmm. How many people listen to this radio station that never listened to it before? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, hopefully they have. But right. you get my point. Yeah. They want you. You're want, more invested. Absolutely. Yes. Travis Hines made a great point a couple of weeks ago when there was that egregious foul, that out-of-bounds play. Now, it wasn't as bad as we saw at Wells Fargo on Monday, but you get my point. Mm -hmm. Normally, Cyclone Nation would have gone Twitter mad. Didn't say a word. Anyways, they checked out. So, Joe Wieskamp, you don't rush him back in. Uh, You get the double by. I think everything works out well. I want to see Wisconsin again. Yeah. Absolutely. Beat that team for a Mm -hmm. third time. That's a good thing, it right? Absolutely is. It's a this is the program, both football and basketball, that you've been looking to ascend to for the better part of fifteen years now. Mm-hmm. Almost twenty years basically. Yep. This has been the program, both basketball and football. Iowa just yep. wants to be that. Right. Just wants to be a team like the Badgers. Now a chance to beat them for the third time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roll the ball out again. Mm-hmm. You look at the way the matchups could have gone and all these things and looking forward to you. You're exactly right. Wieskamp, 
I guess Bohannon had a his podcast last night. He said he appears everything's going to be okay. He expects him for the Big Ten yes, tournament. Yes, that he'll be wow. okay. Wies Camp also has had some ankle sprains in the past mm-hmm. and has come back very quickly mm-hmm. from them. So you can say maybe a quick healer mm-hmm. on this. Good. I think we've all, at least in basketball, if you play basketball, it seems like there's always a guy that always turns his ankle a lot, but then comes yeah. back from it very quickly. I'm thinking right in my head, Jed Heeman right now, the guy that I played with in high school, and that was it. Seemingly every other day he'd turn his ankle in practice, but he'd be fine a day later. Well, I hope that uh, I hope that that's the case because they need him on the floor. And uh, boy, he was off to a start yesterday, was he not? It was probably, and he knew it uh, going into it that he was uh, walking out of the tunnel for the uh, final time. Although they they didn't honor him like they did uh, Bohannon and, and Garza prior to the game, uh, but that was. I mean, the writing's on the wall, right, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Joe Wieskamp is going to – that was his final game uh, yesterday as well. All right, I do want to get into what happened in St. Louis, Trent. I, I think that, um, you know, just just Doug Elgin had checked out. I mean, what a, what an awful, awful remembrance of his career and all the things that he did well. Uh, it's overshadowed by what happened uh, in St. Louis this past weekend. Here's the crazy part about it. The Valley offices are downtown St. Louis. Right. Right. I mean, for them not to check that box, and I, I still don't know if there was a COVID positive on the Panthers. Um, Bowen Bourne's mom tweeted out yesterday something. Um, I have the tweet here. Do you? Yes. What do you? Okay, go ahead and read it. She said, again, you and I did not forfeit due to a possible positive COVID test. Excuse me. Let me say that again. You and I did not forfeit due to a possible positive COVID test. They could have still played because of you and I's diligence in following protocols. They were forced to forfeit because of different contact tracing rules no one knew would be used. There's a difference. And uh, it was a link to John Sears last night on Sound Off explaining how it went down. Mm. It is, we're now four days later. Yep. And it doesn't feel like we have the full story. Right uh, from from the Missouri sure, Valley side sure. or from Northern Iowa. Well, side. they were pretty reluctant to put it out on Friday. They, they waited as what long as they possibly could before mm-hmm. they said something. I was listening to the pregame with Gary Rima. Yep, and and he didn't know, and he didn't. And I pull into the parking lot at Wells Fargo, getting ready to get set up, mm-hmm. and still no. He said something along the lines of still. Team's not out on the floor. So I get on Twitter and I see this is starting to blow up. Right. And well, Admire and company, I think, were first because he, of course, was there as well. Yeah. And you and I is not on the floor. Where's you and I? And it just kind of continued and it snowballed from there. So I'm listening and then he become officially says there will be no game. That's what mm-hmm. Rima said. And so I'm flipping back and forth between Admire and him and trying to get both well, information. Do you know who broke the story first? It was a lady outside the Enterprise. It's not oh, yeah. the Scott Tree. Yep, yep. There was a... An usher, I guess, is that with a ticket taker mm-hmm. that went outside the building at five minutes after five. The official announcement hadn't come yet. And to the fans that were waiting to get into the Enterprise Center, told them that the early game has been canceled. The eight o'clock or whatever it is, eight thirty game will play. <laughs> and this is before an official announcement. The staff at the Enterprise knew that the game was off mm-hmm. before it was official. Um, Anywhere else. Just just, just crazy. It's an awful look on Del- Doug Elgin. This is clearly on him, and you feel terrible 
At least I do. I feel awful for you and I. Yeah. I do. I, I thought they had a real chance against Drake, too. Mm-hmm. I well, really bet, did. Now, here's a question for you, because mm-hmm. you bet them to win the tournament. I did, yeah. There's no refund, is there? I wouldn't think so. In fact, let me uh, pull up my account. I bet that one at points bet. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll do a, uh, you know, what do they do? Bad doing? beat, yeah. refund kind of thing. Right. Possibly. On you and I. Well, because I bet them at 60 to 1 is what it was before the tournament. So it was 60 to 1. Thought that was a pretty good price. And then after they win on Thursday night, I went back and tried to find the updated odds. They were still 60 to 1. They had not a little more. So I sprinkled a little more. Give me another taste of that. (laughs) Right. Uh, Let's see. Settled bets. Still not in there. All right. Let's see if maybe it's still under pending bets. It's still under pending bets. Interesting. Hmm. So it's not a lost cause just yet. I would like to have that 60 to 1 tick and actually see how it plays out a little bit more than the 10 bucks I'm going to get back. I I think it would have been a little bit more fun that avenue, but we'll we'll keep you up to date on that one if you jumped on the Panthers to win the MVC. Yeah, you feel bad for him. You do. I got one more question on this. Okay, go ahead. And it pertains to what's happening in two weeks. I know you're not a big wrestling guy, but... Oh, yeah. That is where Mm -hmm. the NCAA wrestling championships are, Mm -hmm. in St. Louis. Now, because of this, I'm going to guess the NCAA and St. Louis have had a lot more conversations. Trent, Doug Elgin did them a favor. No doubt. I mean, they may not have checked. I would love to know, Mm -hmm. had they checked that box prior to Friday night? I bet they hadn't. That's one inside the city. Is it different? Mm -hmm. Is there a contract tracing rule? And that's what this is. You and I, according to... Their university guidelines, right. the Missouri Valley guidelines, yep. the NCAA guidelines, yep. and the CDC guidelines. And the state of Missouri guidelines. Everything that they had done was fine. But city, the city of St. Louis? And if this is the city says, no, we're not relenting, the NCAA has to move. I would think. And what would you be. You can't take that chance. You can't go to Indianapolis because there's already right. too much there. Right. Well, what would be a great place to put that thing? Well, right down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just we can see it from our window, right? Put yeah. it at Wells Fargo. I, I know there's already events scheduled, and it would be a logistical nightmare. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for a place that could handle it, that has the accommodations to handle the onslaught of people coming in that quickly, mm-hmm. I think there's one place that makes yeah. a whole lot of sense. It's right up the street from us. Uh, let's get Jeff in here, then we'll get our break. Uh, on the other side, we will uh, let you know a name that's not getting enough buzz for the Iowa State vacancy. It's not open yet, but it's going to be this week. Uh, Jeff joins the program. Jeff, welcome. What's on your mind? Uh, well, first I want to start with Drake. Uh, Drake fans, it's officially nervous time. Yep, no uh, doubt. You know, he- Here's the deal. You got three shots against Loyola, you win one. Okay, well, when you lose to Bradley and Valpo, this is the spot that you're in. Now you just got to lay in your bed and just kind of watch bubble teams yep. come up or come down. It is what it is, Bulldog fans, but that's where I stand with that. Cyclone fans. No, don't be know. guessing my don't be guessing the coach by the <laughs> no, way. I'm not No, All no, right. no, I'm not guessing. I'm All not right. guessing. But you know where I'm going with this, and this is where every Cyclone fan this is who they want. You know who this is. This is the splash. There's unfinished business. Yeah, but he's not it's, it's 10 million dollars to buy him out. It it, it doesn't it doesn't money's money. There's yes. unfinished business in Ames. We never right. got to a Final Four, not to an Elite Eight. Did beat Kansas for a conference title. We let them walk to the Bulls. That was fine. They lived in Gilbert. Their kids love oh, Gilbert. I know. Why not come back home and finish the business? Because it's That's $20 million, dollars, Jeff. But by the time you buy him out, hire Hoiberg and his staff, it's, uh, it's in the neighborhood of $20 million. You can do this for no buyout for a guy that, 
More buzz? Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll move on. All here's right. the thing with Iowa. I'll go, here's the thing with Iowa, two yep. points. One, if they, I don't know how you guys can tell me, if they beat Wisconsin, quad win. If mm-hmm. they beat Illinois, quad win. If mm-hmm. they beat Michigan in the championship, quad win, which I'm not saying. Who are you going to knock off the one line? I know where you're going. Give me, who are you going to knock off the one? Illinois. So you've got them losing in the first round. They beat Iowa head to head. No, he says Iowa beats them in the semifinals. Oh, in the semifinals. Okay. Yes. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not, what I'm saying is if you get three quad wins, even if the committee is not watching, how do you bypass that? And again, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but if they do, they deserve a one spot. Well, do you know on most brackets who's closer to the two line than than, than Michigan? Michigan, yeah. I I understand that, but why why do we even play conference? Conference champions. Money. It's not <laughs> yeah. Money. I, I, well, I get it's money, but then what's now we're just talking. Like, if it's all said and done, then, like, yeah, I want to play Joe Weiss Camp then. If yeah. already locked into a two, sit him and have him ready yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. No, Jeff, listen, I got to run. Good points. Appreciate your contribution as we always do. Thank you, Jeff. Bye bye. Good to talk to you. All right, just past uh, 20 after the hour of 10 o'clock. More buzz than Hoiberg. More, bu- more buzz than Hoiberg. Who do you have in your Trent, pocket? it's a slam dunk. This is no so buyout. easy. If Chris, somebody let Chris Williams know to turn his radio okay. on because right. this is three to six with him. Yeah. Well, I'm not telling him how to do a show. <laughs> He's got thing. Royals to talk about, he said. And not the Kansas City variety. <laughs> I saw that tweet. Did you watch any of that? I did. I watched the last I hour of it. I recorded it. I enjoyed it. My did wife you? enjoyed it more. Yeah. But yeah. It was an enjoyable... Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of those where... We're both kind of engaged yeah, deeply. It, it, into it. it was interesting. I th- you know what? I think a lot of people watched it. I mean, the television number, I bet, is going to be through the roof. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about yeah. Iowa State. Yes. And you and have I'm, a name mm-hmm. without a buyout. No buyout. That would create more buzz than Fred Hoiberg, okay, the mayor returning not in, home. Not, not in that regard. Okay. I mean, Hoiberg's a massive name. I yeah. get that. Hoiberg showed up with zero coaching experience, mm-hmm. right? And it was the right hire. It was a brilliant hire by Jamie Pollard. This one could get Iowa State back to where they, a a factor in the Big 12, quicker in my opinion than anybody. Because kids will die to play for this guy. You got me hooked. Is there any guesses at Miller and Condon? Yeah, there's a few, but there's mostly names that we we have. Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, it's not Hornacek. Um, Those are kind of, Greg Lansing. No, it's not Greg Lansing. Those are some of them that have piled in. No, no. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll let you know on the other side. I will make my case that if this guy doesn't get an interview, Jamie Pollard, or whoever the search firm is, is not dotting every I and crossing every T. This Someone is going to make this guy a head coach. And mark my words, it's going to be a brilliant hire. Wade Morgan? <laughs> Never thought of him as that. We'll take a timeout. We'll tell you on the other side. Alert them in names. Cyclone Fanatic offices, turn on the radio. Here's your story, Jared. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106. Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, the 
Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. It's 1030. Carrie Miller from Bleacher... Uh, Bleacher Report or SB yes, Nation? Yeah. Nope. Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Uh, we'll talk to Kerry Miller coming up here in about 15 minutes. All right, shoot your shot, Miller. Let's go. Yes. You've, uh, uh, you've been, you won't even, you didn't even tell me before I did not. the show. I did not. Is it an assistant coach no. currently? No. Okay. Because I'm seeing a lot of buzz, Charlie Henry. Nope. Former Hoiberg assistant. No, I get that. Who's at Alabama and watching NATO. It's mm-hmm. his team. is really fun. It is. It, it, and then at the SEC, That's an intriguing one that I'm I, buying a little that. bit more. That that's not bad. All right, so here's here's. I might like him better. Than I'm going not. to I'm going to give you uh, a couple of nuggets about this guy, and then I'm going to tell you who it is. Okay, because I truly believe that this guy will get a head coaching job, and probably this cycle. So I started this process by thinking he was an out of the box candidate, mm-hmm. but the more I think about it, this is an out of the box candidate. This is a candidate that should be on every single list. This guy grew up, Trent, grew up three hours from the door of Hilton Coliseum, grew up there, went to high school there, played college basketball there in the Big Ten, in the Big three Ten. hours away from Hilton Coliseum. All right. All right. He got his first head coaching job. Well, he's, he got his job in the middle of his season, he was fired in the middle of his season. So he, he, he coached 137 games, which is about, about four and a half your college football seasons, mm-hmm. college basketball yeah. seasons, right? Um, got his first job at 32 years of age. Coached 137 games before he got fired. There's no buyout. He will come cheaper than Thad Mata. He would come cheaper than John Beeline. He would come cheaper than any of these coaches, I think. Um, and the coaches that we're talking about, like a Nico Medved, mm-hmm. Who's getting set to take on? I don't know. Fill in the blank. Uh, fill in the blank team um, uh, in the, in the Mountain West. This guy, meanwhile, was getting ready to take on the Boston Celtics. Okay, you get a sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old kid, and you're going to try and get him. And he's an NBA player. He's de- he's been told over and over and over again that you're going to play in the NBA. This guy was coaching in the NBA in January. Beeline. He's not John Beeline. He's 35 years old. 40-year-old Matt Campbell, 35-year-old dot, dot, dot. Can you imagine the two young head coaches at Iowa State? If you get a kid to sit in front, you're being recruited. Who do you want to hear from? A kid who was coaching against LeBron James last month? Or a kid who was... Uh, or, or, or Dana Altman trying to sell you, you know what, we beat the Utah Utes. <laughs> Who is it? It's easy. Nate Bjorkren? No. It's a good one. Nick Ryan Nurse is not Saunders. Ryan Saunders? Why not? He coached 137 games in the NBA. He's out of work. Not well. He played 137 more than a lot of the guys. True. Right? You've got NBA experience last month. Mm-hmm. These young kids that want to play in the NBA change the style of play at Iowa State. Bring excitement back to the floor. If Beeline gets there, if Altman gets there, it's going to take years. This young kid, when you get players in front of him, recruits in front of him, this kid was... Ryan Saunders was trying to stop James Harden last month. 
or the month before that, Steph Curry. You don't think that resonates with young ball players? Of course it does. Someone is going to hire Ryan Saunders. Look, and don't give me I only got his co- job because his dad. How That's many, where I was going. Okay, how many how many coaches have coached in the NBA over the history? A thousand? <laughs> yeah. How many of those thousand had sons? How many of those guys do get a job though when they're thirty two? Trent, he was is not like he was just at Minnesota. He was uh, he was on a bench in Washington. He might have got in the door because of Flip Saunders. He did, but you don't get jobs because of your dad. You just don't. Now, does it hurt that he uh, that uh, he moved up a little bit? I'm telling you, it's brilliant. Ryan Saunders is going to get a job in college basketball. I don't think he'll be very good at it. Oh, I think he will be good. I think he'll be brilliant at it. This really? is a 35-year-old kid, 35 years old. Can you imagine him setting down a path at I, wherever he ends up? I mean, well, who's, who excites you more, John Beeline or Ryan Saunders? John Beeline. He really does. It's 68 years old. Yes, because he's actually done it. But he's only done it. He's only going to do it for five more years. Great. Do these kids know John Beeline when they're, when they're going? When you're being recruited by John Beeline, you're being recruited by a guy who got coached against the Lakers last week. Guy that's played for two national championships and has taken multiple Again, teams to the tournament, he, or a guy with a thirty-one percent career win percentage. He's been in the NBA and is in the NBA as recently as last month. True, but we've also seen Isaiah Thomas was in the NBA, and and Isaiah Thomas gets he opens up some doors to recruits. This is a chance, I think, for Iowa State to set a completely different path. Don't just go down the recycled coaches thing. Do something new. Do something for the first time. This is a 35-year-old head coach who got his first gig, and he failed at 32 years of age. He failed, and he's but going he to the college. Carl Anthony Towns. He did. But do you think Carl Anthony Towns is making a phone call for him? Look at recruiting wise. Look what he look at the video of the locker room after Ryan Saunders' first professional victory. Sure, they went crazy. It was like a college locker room. But you know why? Because it was first win, and they his, liked him. His dad, though they respected him. His dad. Okay, well, if his name they was, respected his dad, though I get it, Trent. But if his name's Ryan Smith, we're going He's to not the NBA. How do you know that? Come on, how do you know that? It was if it you was any other organization, given, Trent, you he wouldn't be hired. You don't get jobs based because you're not good at them. You don't. Now, did he get an interview? Maybe. Because his last name was Saunders, I'll give you that. But you just don't get handed jobs. You've got to have something to back it up. Obviously, they thought he was the most qualified candidate. It didn't last. It was 137 games. I get that. But 137 NBA games? You've got kids that are NBA. Maybe they're one and doneers. Maybe they're going to be here for a couple of years. Dana Altman beating Washington, the Washington Huskies? Is that going to be something that he puts out there? Or... Wow, you just coached against Kawhi Leonard? Ultimately, you need to be able to get players. Right. You have to have those AAU connections. You have to know the right people. And that's something Saunders would have to do. Right. Is create those kind of relationships. Hoiberg found those assistants, and he mm-hmm. found Bobby Lutz to help him out with the X's and O's But he part. doesn't need Bobby Lutz. Not anymore. Not anymore. He doesn't need right. Bobby. Now, he needs recruiting guys. Mm-hmm. I get that. But he's 35 years old. The staff that he could build, the excitement that he could build, you need a wow hire. Who's the wow hire? You don't know if you're getting John Beeline. Someone is going to hire Ryan Saunders. Now, I hope that Iowa State is faster than the Gophers because Patino's about to get blown out, I think. Yeah. And he's in that city, and he went to that school. I think that's where Nico ends up. 
Nico Medved. I yeah, think. you know the other guy is Belcher from San Diego State's high on the list too. Oh, really? Because he went there. Oh, I didn't know. He's that. another one. Okay, makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you. I'm incredibly disappointed with the name you come up with here. I, I think that would be a fail of epic proportions. No, I don't. I no college is, experience. Doesn't matter. He played, college. he played in the Big Ten. Did he play? No. Again. He, he was injured for two years. This, this is I, The nepotism thing goes a little too far. So you think you, you think yeah. he walked on in Minnesota because his last name was Saunders? If it was, it was yeah. Condon, you don't think he gets a walk-on spot? Absolutely. Wow. The same thing. So is, J- Joe, Buck, is, is Joe Buck qualified in your world? By the sounds of things, no. Yeah, he is. He's proven it. But again, he got his chance to prove he it. He did. He did. And so did Saunders. And he won 31% of his uh-huh. games. And, and Joe Buck got fired a couple of gigs, too, in his early career. It took him a while to get going. But ultimately, these are completely different avenues. Jack Hoiberg, same thing. If his name was not Hoiberg, he would not be a walk-on at Michigan State. He'd be playing in the Iowa Conference. Well, he was, he, that was he the kind left, of high school he left, kid he go- was. He left golf. He had he left the scholarship behind. That's but this is what we're talking about. I don't think this so. guy not he wasn't even born on third base and thought he hit a triple. Who Ryan Saunders? This guy is stepping on home plate thinking he hit a home mm, run. I don't while know he's about in the that. batter's box. What has he proven? What has he done? He coached in the NBA. And he was given a job, the Timberwolves job. Any other organization was not hiring him. They weren't. He's not getting a head job with any other organization. And there's a reason this has been the worst-run organization in the last 20 years. I don't disagree they, with they that. They hire people I like Ryan Saunders because Flip was his dad. That's what. This is the scenario that it plays out. Wow. I just think, Trent, that he is going to get kids to listen to him. He is the, the NBA pedigree. I don't think you could put a price on it. I really don't. If you want to get kids that can play in the NBA, you're going to want to have somebody that can tell them what you need to do to play in the NBA. He was in the NBA in February. And what's the assistant that also... There's NBA connections all over the place not in the like, college. Game. Not as recent as this. Give me Charlie Henry. Charlie Henry at Alabama, I think, makes a ton more sense. Yeah. He's an Iowa State guy. Okay, what's he plays he, a style what's he that's done? fun. What's he done? Uh, he well, is recruited okay. at both Iowa State and Alabama. He is bringing Charlie Henry to recruit for Ryan Saunders. Oh, no, what? there's zero buyout for this guy. You don't have to because spend he was money. fired because he stunk. He stunk in the NBA. I give you that. His NBA record is nothing to write, but it's an NBA resume. It's yeah. an out of the box hire that I think has to get a sniff. I really do. Look what he's done. He coached against LeBron. He coached against Kawhi and Steph Curry and the Lakers and the Knicks and the Celtics and the Sixers. That's pretty that that's pretty shiny in my book. That gets your attention as opposed to Doesn't get Boise mine. State or Fresno State. The same night uh the same night he's taking on the Houston Rockets, um Medved's got Air Force in town. Right, but he's also proven to be a winner. He took one of the worst jobs in college basketball, Furman, and made them a 21 team. In one year, Drake, we saw what he did. And now at Colorado mm-hmm. State, a team that was decimated after Eustachie yep. and how he's rebuilt it. He's I done know. it at three different places. He has Midwest ties. He knows how so to recruit. So does Saunders. <laughs> okay, there's the one thing. Who do you think they, who do you think, kids in Minnesota, who does Suggs know more? Now, I'm not saying he's going to get Suggs, but you think he knows Ryan Saunders more or Nico Medved? Ryan Saunders. Of course. Right. That's my point. He, man, He's going to open that some doors. crappy coach the T-Wolves? Mm. Yeah, yeah, but he coached, that, he coached against Phil in the... He knows what it takes to get kids to the NBA. If you've, this, is, this is what it's all about, Trent. 
It's about getting players yeah, at Iowa State. You have to get State. them at the AAU program, and he right. doesn't have those connections. But, uh, on, he doesn't, but there's, he's not going to be the only guy that comes in is on that bench. The entire coaching staff's going to be blown out at oh, Iowa yeah, State. Yeah, sure. That's not, yes, they're not going to keep around and just bring in. I understand that. Uh, th- this, I'm disappointed. I think this is a terrible name. I really do you do. really? I, I'm surprised at that. Yeah. I, I thought you were a little smarter than this. I thought you, I thought you were willing to think outside the and just forget the retreads. Forget Dana Altman. For, Hoybrick's not coming for twenty million. Altman's not coming either. Yeah, they, I, those Altman's not leaving Oregon. I agree. So Nico Medved, Ryan Saunders, Nico, and it's not close for me. It's not close. Really, I want a college guy. I want a guy who knows how to win. At he this played level. in the Big Ten. I want. He didn't play. He, he played was twenty games. So, yes, yes. And you know what? John, hey, Licklider, hey, John Licklider played in the okay. Big Ten. So, I, I'll give you that. But John Licklider didn't coach in the NBA. He didn't. Right? And he, he did, and, and, and Saunders did. 137 of them. It's a brilliant hire. You have to put him on the list. Think outside the box. You've got a 35-year-old coach and a 41-year-old coach. You don't think players are going to want to come to play for Ryan Saunders. I'm surprised by that. I really am. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we'll hear from Kerry, Kerry Miller. Yep. Kerry Miller coming up next. Uh, we'll get in. I'm going to ask Dave Sproul this. He'll be on my side. He's a smart guy at KAS. Maybe you're too young. Too young. I'm older than Ryan Saunders. Come on, get out of here, Ryan Saunders. You are, oh, you are older than Ryan Saunders. By a half decade. Uh, Miller and Condon, 1460 KX and over. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, hour number two. I'll let you know who's going to take Fran McCaffrey's job when he leaves for Notre Dame. Well, let's see. I've got a name. Oh, no. I, I, I haven't seen it anywhere. <laughs> but, Ryan Saunders. But hang on a second. The Fran McCaffrey Notre Dame thing? Uh, yeah. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. Is there, more, there's, makes more sense than the Arkansas theory, what, a year or two ago that we had. Well, if, there, if there's one job, don't you think it would be yes, Notre Dame for yes. him? I'm with you. Long-time assistant. Could have taken Ma- many jobs. Mama, Mama went to school bounced. there, yep. played there. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch that one. I'll come up with a name for that tomorrow. Uh, let's get Hopefully the... better than Ryan Saunders. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm um, somewhat surprised it, it did not go over well. It didn't. In, in my mentions. Wasn't the home run that you were expecting? I thought it would be, and I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to die on that hill. I'm, uh, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting off there. Told you it was out of the box. Maybe there's a reason why his name wasn't mentioned in the 20-page spread uh-huh. at Fanatic. Uh, Kerry Miller joins the program. Kerry, welcome. How are you? I am doing well. Busy. busy yeah, busy. <laughs> f- f- fun time of year, no doubt about that. We're trying to figure out the coaching carousel here. Um, we'll we'll, we'll um, save you the, from chiming in on this one. <laughs> so, what uh, what what tournament moves your needle more than the others this weekend, Kerry? Uh, I mean, from a, a bubble perspective, which you know, doing bracketology, I'm always on that. It's really the the Mountain West tournament, uh, not usually the one we're focused yeah. on, but uh, Boise State, Colorado State, Utah State, all right there in the, that first first five out, last five in range. Um, you know that's going to dictate whether teams like Drake or, or St. Louis are able to sneak in who have already mm-hmm. lost uh, in their tournament. So, yeah, that's that's definitely where I'm at. Obviously, you know the big tournaments are always fun, and there's some bubble suspense there uh particularly the acc in the big east excuse me i would say but yeah from a from a bubble perspective it's all mountain west i think 
Mountain West said uh, a good one. We've been talking a little bit about Nico Medved at Colorado State. Here, uh, as we move a little bit closer, want to get your perspective yesterday on Drake. We haven't talked about the Bulldogs much today. Taking that last loss to Loyola, you look at the non-conference strength of schedule, the overall strength of schedule, it's not real pretty. What do you think about this team, their chances of getting at a large, not knowing, of course, how this week's going to play out with other bubble teams? Where are you right now on the Drake Bulldogs? Excuse me. Right now, I would say third to last in. Mm. So in that play-in game range, in that sweating buckets for the next six days range. Um, And the the funny thing is, they're going to sweat this out, and then if they don't get in, they're still going to be that standby team in case the team gets has to pull out because of COVID. Like so they're going to they at least can't... be a one seed in the NIT, so they might be just sitting around oh for like fourteen God. days waiting to find out if they'll play. So it's going to be weird, but I think they, you know, the, obviously the losses to Bradley Valparaiso not ideal, but you know, to only have two uh, losses to teams outside the net top ten, pretty nice. Five and zero against Quadrant Two had a nice win over Loyola. Played well enough, I think yesterday against Loyola uh, to show the committee that they are still worthy even without uh, Roman Penn and at least temporarily without Tank Hemphill. So I I think they're going to get a lot of consideration. I would say they're in right now, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. Mountain West, ACC, Big East, uh, AAC, SEC, just all sorts of acronyms still in play here. Kerry, you make a brilliant point. So let let me pick up on something you said. So so Drake is one of those teams that's on standby. They're the first – Drake is uh, one of the first four out. Can they decline that spot? Because if they're a one seed in the NIT, don't you want a sure thing? And you know you're going to play in the NIT. What if they're like the third closest team that they'd need three teams to have a COVID positive before they got the NCAA tournament? Can you decline that opportunity? Do you know? I honestly do not know. I just know that we've been... That's a great point. uh, somewhat facetiously saying it about Duke as a bubble team. Now, right now they aren't really on the bubble. They're like well outside it at this point, but everyone's been saying like, yeah, even if they miss it, they might, you know, a one seed has to pull out and then the committee will be like, Oh good. We can make Duke a one seed. They'll be on standby. (laughs) But yeah, I I, I don't know how that's going to work with the the NIT whatnot. So we're a week away, a little less now from getting the bracket in front of us. And, as you look at that next tier teams, we know Gonzaga's really good. We know Baylor's talented. Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, Ohio State, Houston, those top level teams, we know of that next tier. Is there a team that you're already circling without the bracket in hand saying, I like this team to make a run? I like this team to get to an Elite Eight that and nobody's expecting, or even a Dark Horse Final Four team? Yeah, the two for me are Oregon and Connecticut. And the, Connecticut's playing the well. tough thing is, based on their, their seeding, um, you know, right now they're in the the seven to eight projected seed range. So they could be the the seven seed in Illinois's bracket. Could be a Final Four contender. They might be the eight seed in Gonzaga's bracket and have no hope of making the Sweet Sixteen. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. But those are two teams who, you know, Connecticut without James Booknight, obviously way way better when mm-hmm. he's playing. And then Oregon, they had those two bad losses. Um, the loss to Oregon State, they were without three of their current five starters. The loss to Washington State, I think they were without two, and a third was injured in the game. So it's just, I kind of throw those out and look at the, the overall resume. And those those two teams are 
way better than the seeds they're going to get. Hmm. Let me ask you about Baylor. Do you think that Baylor, uh, after their pause now, look, they, they if it would have, should have, Iowa State gave them all that they wanted. Um, mm-hmm. Then they came back. Who did they, they play after Iowa State? They got beat by Kansas, right? And then seemingly <laughs> have righted the ship. Uh, nice win over Texas Tech. Is Baylor back to prior to the shutdown in your mind, Kerry? Yeah, they're, they're at least 90% of the way there. And I think when they... You know, struggled with Iowa State, lost to Kansas. Um, you know, nobody really mentioned that they were playing without Jonathan Chachua, right. who, you know, when when Tristan Clark had to medically retire right before the season started, we were all like, oh, well, Baylor's probably not going to be the second-best team anymore. And mm-hmm. then this UNLV transfer just came out of nowhere. has been such a an underrated godsend for them. He didn't play against Iowa State. He was clearly limited uh, against Kansas, only played, I think, 10 or 11 minutes, had like one bucket. But now that he's back and playing and now that they got mark vital playing like bonzi yeah. colson apparently uh, yesterday against texas tech i mean he was incredible but yeah they they're hitting their threes again they're forcing turnovers again they they definitely look like baylor once again uh let me stay in the big 12 where do you have oklahoma because i think that this is a fraudulent basketball team iowa state will play them on wednesday night and i like reeves i do i think he's a really good player but i'm just not sold on this team where are you on the sooners no, I've been seed wise, I think I have them as my bottom five seed. Yep. And I've been out on them as a contender for a long time. Like I was I was more than ready to pick them in a fourteen over three first round upset mm-hmm. if they were able to get a three seed. Cause I'm with you. They're kind of a fraudulent team. I, mean, I don't think they were ever top twenty on Ken Palm, even when they got those wins over Baylor and Kansas or not Baylor, Kansas and uh Texas Tech, West Virginia. They got three solid wins there in a row and just kind of they eke out wins and don't really look that good. And that's, I mean, testament to Lon Kruger, fantastic coach, but I don't really believe in that team as a, a, a deep tournament run uh, type of team. So for years, we've had people complain about the RPI and how it's an antiquated system, and they finally moved away from it. Now we have the net, the NCAA evaluation tool. And as we look at it this morning, coming in at number eight, Colgate. Colgate. Yeah, Colgate. <laughs> how does this happen, A, and how much more tweaking the system, or is it just because this team's only played 13 games, it's just a fluky year, and it's a fluky number for Colgate? Yeah, I, I have no idea. They're definitely the the main and really the only significant outlier, I think. I, I think you could now also point to Michigan State, which is somewhere in the 60s in the net, but that's also a product of they lost by 30 to Rutgers, lost by 30 to, I think, Michigan or uh, Wisconsin. I think six of their losses were by at least 17 points. And and it's so uh, margin of victory based, especially this year uh, with the, the fewer games. I think they actually took out three of the five components that they worked so hard to come up with just because of the, the COVID situation. So I think it's really an outlier. It is definitely better than RPI because, oh, my God, if you look at the RPI rankings, they're a complete joke right now. <laughs> it's, it's insane. But I think I was like 40. I, I think right it's now. just Colgate's and, uh, and off. Uh, Kerry Miller is our guest. Kerry, I want to ask you about the uh, number one overall seed in the tournament. The Gonzaga, they got to get bored, right, by, <laughs> by going through the conference season. It's just, it, it's almost, it's a foregone conclusion. And if they play their game, and most nights they do, they're going to win by 30. I think they're favored somewhere around uh, high teens tonight uh, against St. Mary's. But is there, is there, might there come a point uh, in this, uh, in the NCAA tournament that they get taken 
uh, to the limit. And maybe because of the fact that they haven't been in so long, that might catch up with them. Yeah, they've they've definitely had a few games recently where they just did not come out hot. Uh, kind of struggled a little, I think, against Loyola Marymount. Excuse me, late in the year. Um, Santa Clara, I think. I think they were trailing at halftime. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. But in the two games against BYU, they were up twenty-three to two and fifteen to two in the first five minutes. So I think when they realize that they actually need to play, they bring it, and hopefully they'll be able to do that in the tournament because they are the best team in the country. I mean, even with Baylor back to, if you want to say they're back to their full pre-COVID pause level, I still think Gonzaga is pretty clearly uh, on its own tier as number one. It really is just a question of whether they're going to come out right away um, and, you know, own those first 10 minutes or if they're going to kind of shoot themselves in the foot and have to scramble a bit. And meanwhile, dealing with the pressure of trying to go undefeated. I mean, you can't overstate that. You know, we saw what happened with uh, Wichita State a few years ago in that Mm -hmm. regard. So we'll see. Kerry Miller, Bleacher Report. Kerry, thank you for doing this for us. Appreciate it. Uh, We will talk to you down the road. You got it. Take care. Thank you. Kerry Miller, Bleacher Reports. We talk a little bracket uh, here as we get closer and closer. Gonzaga plays tonight. What are they? 17 and a half that I see? A big Something number, yeah. A huge number. A couple of more bids going to be handed out tonight. These Monday, Tuesday championship ones. Just do it for me. It's going to be a fun week. No doubt about that. We will take a timeout. 11 o'clock hours coming up next. Dave Sproul covers Iowa State. He'll start it off. Scott Dockerman, Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.